I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. On this episode of Newt's World, courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party, the virus struck. The president quickly took action and shut down travel from China. Joe Biden and his Democrat allies called my father a racist and a xenophobe for doing it. They put political correctness ahead of the safety and security of the American people. The Chinese Communist Party favors Biden. They know he'll weaken us both economically and on a world stage. When we put our mind to it, there is no obstacle that America can't surmount. In the past, both parties believed in the goodness of America. We agreed on where we wanted to go. We just disagreed on how to get there. America is the greatest country on earth, but my father's entire worldview revolves around the idea that we can always do even better. Imagine the country you want to live in, one with true equal opportunity, where hard work pays off and justice is served with compassion and without partiality. You can have it, where heroes are celebrated and the good guys win. You can have it. That is the life. That is the country. That is the world that Donald Trump and the Republican Party are after. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. Donald Trump Jr. has crisscrossed the country speaking on behalf of the Trump campaign. He believes in fighting for Republican values. And he has emerged as one of the leading voices of President Trump's re-election campaign. He is the author of two books, including his latest, Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible. I'm pleased to welcome my guest, Donald Trump Jr. He is the eldest son of President Donald J. Trump and Executive Vice President at the Trump Organization.
I am delighted today to have my good friend and a person who's just grown remarkably as a national figure, Donald Trump Jr. He not only has been busy campaigning, he has a great career in business, but he also has a brand new book out, which I think is really important on liberal privilege. And I'm going to ask him to talk about his own evolution. But before I do that, I thought you all put together an amazing convention last week. And if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you first, just comment on how you experienced the convention, how you feel about it looking back, because you played a big role there and did a great job. And you have a pretty good comparison with your own experiences in 16. As you look at this convention, how did you feel about it? Honestly, I felt great. It was sort of interesting. I mean, you know me, my sort of brand of politics is A, in your face, but in with the crowds, in with our fans, taking selfies. I sort of felt like I was in Joe Biden's wheelhouse in an empty auditorium speaking off of a teleprompter. It was a little bit different, but I felt so good coming out because the reality is this new. I think had we been able to do the regular convention, the media would have actually focused on the Antifa rioters that would have been shipped in from all over the country, creating a headache, whether it was Charlottesville or Jacksonville, wherever they were going to end up doing it. So this actually allowed us to focus on the message, on the people that were speaking, on their incredible stories, on honestly the American dream. It actually, I think, worked out really well, even though it was so different compared to 16. For 16, for me, was you know, a little bit of a breakout moment. You know, I gave a pretty good speech that got a lot of, you know, accolades, by the way, for your listeners who don't realize that uh, you were a big help. I don't know if you remember when we were on the plane, I said, Speaker, would you, would you mind reading my speech? You actually said, this is a phenomenal speech. Just simplify it. It worked great because, you know, I wasn't talking over people's heads. They got it. They understood the message and it was so great. So I thought they were both incredible successes, but this one was really great because it forced the media to cover the truth. It didn't let them cover fake riots or contrived rioters coming in from all over the country. And so that was awesome. And you saw a diverse America. Now you compare that to the DNC the week prior. And Newt, it was a week long, I hate America Zoom call with the production value of my child's kindergarten class. I couldn't believe it. I guess ever since Harvey Weinstein went to prison, they've lost their flair. It didn't represent anything in America. They had one week to condemn riots, looting, vandalism, and they did none of those things. I mean, the Democrats' America today is one where you get in trouble for opening your business to feed your family, but you will not get in trouble for looting someone else's business. And I think people get that. I think they see it. I think they see the Democrats pretending that this stuff isn't going on and or encouraging it. And the media, frankly, you know, they're screaming fire in a crowded theater. So there's two different visions for America. They couldn't be more stark. And I think that's why the numbers are trending in our favor. You've had this remarkable opportunity now to crisscross the country for the last five or six years. So to see an America with much more intensity than most of us ever get to. How has that changed your view of America? I'm the son of a rich guy from New York, but I think, as you know, my hobbies, whether it's hunting, fishing, competitive shooting, like I spend my free time in middle America. It's not like, okay, 
you know, I got to go check that box, get the photo op. Like I actually spend my time there. You know, those are my friends. That's who I choose to hang out with. So I think I've always understood it. But now after four years, seeing the results, seeing and speaking to people who have benefited from the policies of this administration, who are excited about having a president like my father, who's actually fighting for them. Not a guy like Joe Biden. I'm going to fight for the blue collar work. I go, really, Joe, you're going to fight for blue collar workers. That's weird. You supported NAFTA. You supported TPP. You pushed harder than any human being in history for China's permanent status in the World Trade Organization. These are all policies that destroyed working class America. They destroyed our manufacturing sector. They created our only export for the last five decades, which was the American dream. We exported the hell out of the American dream. We sent that to China and every other country in the world that hates our guts. We just didn't do it for our own people. And so speaking to those real Americans and they get it. I mean, I have grown men coming up to me in tears. Your father's the best president we've ever had. I love that he's fighting. The contrast to that is we can go back to Joe Biden, who's been a D.C. swamp creature for 50 years. That's half a century. Newt, when Joe Biden got his first elected office in D.C., I was negative eight. I was negative <laughs> eight. But he's going to do it now. I mean, I heard of guys that take a little while to warm up, slow starts, 50 years, a half a century. Now you're going to deliver. You know, if you had the ability to deliver, why didn't you do it? You're going to solve racial unrest. Well, I don't know. You were the vice president of the first African-American president. Why didn't you tackle prison reform? Why didn't you do the first step back? Why didn't you create opportunity zones to help the inner cities? You know why? Because they don't win if they don't have problems to solve. So they can talk about the same problem for half a century, never actually solve it, because if you solve it, you can't campaign on it. If you fix the problem, you can't say the Republicans are evil because of it. So Joe Biden has had 50 years to do something and he's done nothing. And with independent voters, I literally have said, if you can name a single Joe Biden accomplishment that was beneficial for America, he did a lot for China, not so much America, name one that was beneficial for America. And I literally like even left leaning independents, they're like, um, uh huh. OK, well, I'm like, don't you think that says something? Doesn't that tell you all you need to know? That's why I wrote Liberal Privilege. I wasn't planning on writing another book because, you know, I, I frankly didn't think I'd have the time. But because of the lockdown, I was at home for four months by myself. I said, there's so much here. And it's as though the media is just pretending it doesn't exist. Like he's this blank slate Democrat. He's blue collar. Joe, I go, look at the policies. Look at his family, whether it's Hunter, whether it's Jim, all of these people leeching off of his taxpayer office for decades, making millions. Nothing to see here, folks, whether it's his health. I mean, Joe Biden's had two brain aneurysms that required brain surgery, two. And when he forgets where he is 50 percent of the time, no one talks about it. Like it's as though, oh, no, there's definitely nothing wrong. If you asked a doctor, I interviewed Ronnie Jackson was former White House doctor, admiral in the Navy about the decline. And it's in the book. And he's like, listen, as an American, I can't in good faith tell you that it's the same guy 15 years ago that you're seeing today. No one would statistically say you could get through two separate explosions in your brain with that required brain surgery and not have cognitive effects. And when you see those cognitive effects play out on a daily basis, the media is pretending, oh, there's nothing here. There's nothing going on here. I mean, look at his speech yesterday. His first time he emerged from his basement den in weeks, they put him on a teleprompter and he still screws it up. This guy's going to have the nuclear football, Newt. This guy's going to make 
policy decisions that are going to affect your children, your family, your livelihood. It's insane. But liberal privilege is just that. I mean, it's probably the most egregious form of privilege. I get to hear a lot about privilege as the son of a rich guy from New York. I get to hear about it all the time, but they won't talk about the hypocrisy of the left, which is that liberal privilege. You can have those failed policies. You can have obvious cognitive decline. You can flip flop on every position you've ever taken a hundred times. Tell people what they want to hear. For example, Joe Biden saying, I'm not against fracking yesterday. Yesterday, he said that in Pennsylvania, the media, that's their soundbite for Pennsylvania because they know it's an important issue for Pennsylvania. They neglect to say that 15 times, including during the Democrat debate, he said exactly the opposite. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Well, like, what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. the pipe? Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. So where he wants one policy to work, they run with it, where he does exactly the opposite. They run with that to give him the best of all worlds. So I wrote this book because literally no one in the mainstream media has taken on the half a century of failures. That is Joe Biden, the radical aspects of the left who love Joe Biden, because, again, they can use him as a puppet to pretend that he's a moderate to Americans while having Kamala Harris as your VP while having the Bernie Sanders joint unity platform on your websites, the Green New Deal or the Communist Manifesto in another name only. It's scary stuff. Independents have literally never seen any of the points in this book. And it's 340 pages with about 30 pages of citations talking about all of these things that would totally be disqualifying to Donald Trump. But with Joe Biden, it's as though they didn't happen because they know it would be a disaster for his chances. So if you know someone on the fence, get liberal privilege, make sure they read it so that at least they have the counterpoint that you're not going to hear by a media that's abdicated their responsibility to inform you honestly. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., 
That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I tell people, close your eyes. Imagine the American president is negotiating with General Secretary Xi Jinping, dictator in China. Would you rather have a tough guy with rough edges or would you rather have a guy who falls asleep halfway through the meeting? And when I think about Biden, he strikes me as so weak. I mean, who do you think would actually be running the country if Biden were the titular president? He's there to get you in office, to get Kamala's plans, to get Bernie's plans. That's what it is. So they can lie to the middle of America. They can lie to the working class and say, no, 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 he's a moderate. He's moderate Joe from Scranton. It's like, no, he's not. He's been in D.C. for 29 years. He's never had a blue collar job in his life. Stop with this nonsense. But they can use him as the vessel to insert the radicals into the administration and into you know U.S. government. And that's their plan. So you're 100 percent right. I mean, you think Joe Biden, who can't get through a softball interview where he's looking at a teleprompter to give him answers to Anderson Cooper the other night. He has a stump speech that he's supposed to be prepared for. He's reading a teleprompter, gets lost, forgets where he is. You see the look of dread. It takes, his, it takes everybody's eye off the ball. Want to talk about safety? Look at the biggest safety issue in the, in the nation, COVID. You know, just yesterday, we had 1,249 deaths. Over the seven-day period, we've averaged 1,000 deaths a day. Now, that is more than the five largest countries in Europe. A combined population, we are, a combined population bigger than us. You know how many they've had? 77 deaths a day. He has been incompetent. What's the president doing? But look, Venezuela's top line message is President Trump's policy is an abject failure. I mean, this guy's gonna negotiate with Iran? This guy's gonna negotiate with Putin? Or Xi in China? I mean, how about Hunter Biden taking $1.5 billion from the Chinese government? Newt, you and I both know if I took $1.5 from the Chinese government, it would be the story to end all stories. 
Hunter Biden is making in a typical fund 30 million a year in fees, 2% fee structure on 1.5 billion, 30 million a year from the Chinese government to the Biden family. And it's as though it didn't even happen. You think Joe Biden's going to be tough on China, especially given what we know now coming out of COVID-19, where they lied, where they allowed this pandemic to spread throughout the world, where we've seen their true intentions, who they're really looking out for. Joe Biden's policies on China have been obsolete for 30 years and they haven't changed. He thinks that, you know, if we make them rich, they're going to become a democracy like us. That hasn't worked in 30 to 40 years. It's over. But he can't get out of that because he can't think for himself. He doesn't know what he's doing. And you have this sort of failed political class, you know, that lecture from on high that have never done anything in the real world, that have never actually delivered results. But again, given the uneven playing field that we're on with a billion dollars plus of media cheerleading and boosting these asinine policies so that they can ultimately install their leftist agenda into government, it's scary and we have a lot to overcome. Your dad obviously is, I think, historically remarkable just in the beating he's taken for five years and his ability to keep standing. But in your own case, I mean, this had to be sort of a shock to have this unending wave of hostility. How do you cope with it? How do you internalize living in a world where the New York Times and the Washington Post and NBC News are going to be so consistently dishonest and so consistently hostile? Other than my father, I'm probably the number two target of it, right? I was definitely the number two target of the Mueller hoax, of the Russia collusion nonsense. I mean, that's what's frankly more impressive about Donald Trump than anything is not only did he deliver, but he delivered for the American people under more incoming than any president has ever taken. I mean, whether it's lies about being an agent of Russia, whether it's impeachment, whether it's literally trying to throw your family in jail. Me, for example, I mean, Joe Biden unmasked me eight days before the inauguration. I'm sure that wasn't a setup or something else. I'm sure he had valid reasons for all of these lies. Now that all this truth is coming out, all of a sudden the media has no interest in transparency. They want to know nothing about it. It's all, don't worry about it, let's move on. Now that didn't stop them from peddling the opposite for three years. They're still running with Russia collusion. I mean, it's mind boggling. It took me about 39 years to realize I was a lot more like my father than either of us probably ever knew. In business, it was one thing. But once you got into politics and once you're taking those punches, you know, we sort of, I guess, react the same way. I got I got some of those masochistic tendencies to want to be in the fight. And that's the reality. I'm not just going to roll over. I'm not just going to give up because the other side's going to be mean to me. I'm not just going to roll over because the other side would like me to. It doesn't work that way. I mean, I dealt with the Russia hoax for two years. My lawyers every day, you can't say that. You're pushing back. They'll use it against you. I'll say, I don't care. I don't care. I'm right. I'm not going to let them get away with it. And, you know, after two and a half years, they finally said, you know what? You were right. Had you just been quiet, they would have done the same, if not worse to you. It was always a lie to begin with. The whole thing was nonsense. But that didn't stop guys like Adam Schiff going on TV. I've seen evidence. I'm still waiting four years later. But If you're on the left, there is no accountability. You're not held to a standard. You can say whatever you want. There doesn't have to be truth to it. You can lie to the American people for years. It doesn't matter. No one's going to call you out. And that's why liberal privilege was so important for me to write. The years of frustration, you know, watching the bias from the left, from the media and from dolts like Joe Biden, who have done nothing for their country, but feel entitled to the presidency, despite never delivering for the American people in the last half a century. You know, before your dad and Melania came down that long escalator in Trump Tower, had you ever thought you'd be this involved in politics? 
I was always pretty conservative, obviously, on many issues, being a competitive shooter and a big Second Amendment advocate. I was a conservative in New York, and I always was. I'd never been sort of activist because, you know, frankly, it's a liability. If you're in my world as a businessman in, a, in major cities with a luxury brand, that's a liability. But, you know, once my father got in there, I went all in because I'm the father of five young kids. I want them to grow up in an America that they actually recognize. And if the Democrats get their way, you actually won't. So I really put all of the business stuff aside and started focusing on the politics because it's so important. We're at such a critical juncture, the dichotomy between the sides. We're literally running against Marxism at this point. Bernie said it the other night. He's like, listen, what was radical a few weeks ago is now mainstream Democrat thought. Yay. I'm saying, like, what countries have these policies actually worked in? The answer is none, but it's going to be different this time. I'm sure, Newt, it's going to be different this time. So, you know, I saw what's going on as a patriotic American, as the father of five young kids. I just said, honestly, I got to put all of that aside and I just got to get in there and fight. In that sense, I think you just put it together correctly. But don't you find, as you think about the difference in the outcome, that this may well be the most important election? I think without question, when you really look at the platforms, it's actually true. I mean, you are literally running against a, you know, a socialist Marxist agenda. You know, you, the American taxpayer, have the privilege of paying for free education, free health care, free lawyers for illegals, four trillion dollar tax hike for these policies. Now, Newt, you don't have the privilege of getting free education, free lawyers or free health care for yourself or for your kids. But you have the privilege of paying for it for illegals who aren't paying into the system, who never will, which will only encourage more to come over here. And that's all it is. I mean, the Democrats don't offer you anything because their entire premise is based on a foundation of dependence. If you are dependent on them, they offer you a lot because they're going to give you everything for free because everything's for free, right, Newt? But that's the reality. Once they saw success, that's why they got even more vehemently against Donald Trump, because they saw people benefiting from these policies. They saw people unleashed to live their full potential where wages for the lowest income earners are going up, where unemployment numbers were historically low for every demographic, African-Americans, Hispanics, women, Asian-Americans, startup businesses were through the roof and broke every category for the same demographics. Everyone was winning under Donald Trump. That's why you could see them cheer the lockdowns. It's why you see de Blasio. Well, we got to do wealth distribution. We're going to shut down New York. Let's destroy every restaurant, every small business. We're going to wait till there's a vaccine. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your livelihood because their upside is that when you have no business, when you have no livelihood, you become dependent on big government and you become a lifelong Democrat. That's literally their plan. And they're not even hiding from it. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. You've been through all this. You've seen the tremendous bias. I describe them as propaganda media because I think the news media has mostly disappeared. Do you think in our lifetime that we can ever fix media bias? It's become so flagrant. The media bias is so egregious, so ridiculous, that real people see it. So they go to alternative platforms. They get their news elsewhere. I think they're able to look at what they're receiving and certainly starting to more so and say, okay, if they're telling me this on CNN, what's the warped lens that the truth is being pushed through, being filtered through before it gets to me? So, you know, I think it's becoming less and less so. I think people are going direct to the source for their information because they see the slant that's getting put on media. Now, the media is still taking advantage of that. That average man or woman working hard to put food on their family table every night, they may be consuming 10 minutes of news a day, maybe at most, and it's all negative. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think they're leading to the destruction of media. I mean, if Donald Trump loses this election, I think the media is over because they won't have anything to do. I mean, you saw they took an eight-year hiatus during Obama where you know they were just cheerleaders throwing softballs and praising everything he did, whether they were good or bad or totally incompetent. So the media really needs to do some soul searching, but I don't think that they will. They're living in their little vacuum. They're living in their little bubbles. They have three friends and they all feel exactly the same way. They share their stories amongst themselves. Look at what I'm saying about Trump. Ha ha, it's so wonderful, even if it's a lie. And at this point, I think people get it. You know, it's interesting in terms of that bias. I couldn't help but think the other day with this amazing breakthrough with the United Arab Emirates and Israel starting commercial flights. And I know that your brother-in-law, Jared, was on the very first flight. Uh, But I thought to myself, you know, Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize as soon as he entered office without having achieved anything. A real test of the Nobel Committee to see how they avoid giving it to Donald Trump. They will figure out a way. They'll give it to someone else. Obama got nominated for the Nobel Prize 11 days after his inauguration. 11 days. 
he hadn't actually accomplished anything, but let's just give it to him because he's our guy. He's pushing our ideals. There were literally zero qualifications. Then, by the way, he's kept us in every war around the world. I mean, the fact that he got the Nobel Peace Prize is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of in my life. You saw two weeks ago, they get a peace deal done in the Middle East. I mean, you and I both know this is like the holy grail of geopolitical politics. Hasn't been done in a quarter of a century, but all of a sudden he gets it done. And you know what they spend more time doing? They spend more time fact checking whether my three-year-old nephew actually built a model of the White House out of Lego because Ivanka mentioned that in her speech on Thursday night. They spend more time talking about that than talking about a peace deal in the Middle East because a peace deal in the Middle East achieved by Donald Trump would be good for Donald Trump. It's good for the world. Therefore, we must do whatever we can to avoid ever talking about it. It's a disgrace. I did think the Lego hunt was one of the more bizarre and frankly funnier aspects of the media's hysteria. They'll try to take down a three-year-old to push their nonsense. I mean, that's where we are. And people have to wake up to it because that's not going away anymore. You've written books, you've campaigned, you've crisscrossed the country. Do you have any sense that maybe someday you too will have political aspirations? You know, I don't know. I'll stay involved. For better or worse, I enjoy the fighting aspect of it. That was the thing that came out of this convention. Some of them started last time on a lower scale where Rudy was saying, you know, he should be mayor of New York or governor of New York. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I guess this time it was it's Don Jr. versus Nikki Haley for 2024. That's at least what I was reading in the media. The answer is I haven't even thought about it. It's a long way away. I do you know, sort of love fighting for these things. I think it's important that conservatives finally have people who are actually willing to fight. Our bench is not very deep when it comes to that. We have plenty of people that will tell their constituency what they want to hear. But when it comes time to get you know, to brass tacks, when they go back to D.C., they roll over. They want to get a Politico article to be a little bit better about them. It's going to be a disaster anyway, but they're more concerned about that than they are sticking up for the values that they expressed and that they state that they believe to their constituency. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. People are talking about that. But honestly, my my only focus is 2020. My only focus is getting my father four more years, because I think with those four more years, we can do so much to get this country going in the right direction, going away from the lunacy of the radical left that has taken over the Democrat Party. I mean, this is not your grandparents' Democrat Party anymore. It is a radical organization. It's not even your parents' Democrat Party. It's not the party of working class Americans. And I think those working class Americans who have deep Democrat roots, I mean, look at the policies, do some soul searching, because like I said, if you told this party's platform to your grandfather or even your parents, your grandparents would be rolling over in their graves that this is their Democrat Party. John Kennedy would be all right today. They would cancel John F. Kennedy if he was in the party today as a Democrat. So I think you have to understand where the party really is versus the media and where they're telling you it is. You saw that with defund the police. The media spent six weeks Six weeks telling everyone, well, you know, defund the police doesn't really mean defund the police. It took AOC to write a press release to say, no, no, no. When I say defund the police, it means we're defunding the police. I don't know how you mince three words, but the media is simply running cover for the radical left and their agenda, trying to create a more moderate Democrat party that doesn't actually exist, but they know would be more favorable with voters. You have done something, I think a little unique, very cutting edge in making liberal privilege available without going through a publisher. Yeah. As somebody who's written a bunch of books, I think yeah. it's fascinating to watch you do this. And could you sort of explain your thinking? And yeah. then also, 
tell all of us your website where they can buy the book, because I think sure. it's a great way to do it. Because of the quarantine, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I wasn't sure how long the lockdown was going to last. I started doing the research and said, wow, like there's so much here. Like we, I got to put this down. I actually turned down a pretty big deal from a publisher to do it myself because I know a couple of my friends who are, you know, I sort of know almost everyone in mainstream conservatism other than some of the rhinos and the never Trumpers who, you know, conservatives left them a long time ago. They get their MSNBC spots because they'll talk negatively about Trump. But I know guys that have written bestsellers within the last year that are conservatives and they're getting, they show me the emails from their publisher, text messages. You can't say that. And I'm not talking about, you know, they're not pushing like QAnon nonsense. Right? They're just mainstream conservative thought. Well, you're getting a little too conservative for our liking. I mean, these guys are being threatened by publishers to try to minimize their effectiveness. So I said, you know what? With my last one, I did so well pushing online. I have a big social media platform. I had the ability to get around those things that I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. I don't want a publisher who could say, you know what? We're going to hold off. We're not going to release the book till after the election, because for independent voters, for people who are in the middle, for people who are unsure, when you read this and you see what Biden's really about, when you see what this is truly about, when you see that history, it'll be an eye opening experience for everyone. So I just said, I'm going to take the risk, turn down a really big offer, because I also didn't love the optic of taking a big offer in a time where a lot of Americans were losing their jobs. So I literally said, I'm just going to do it by myself, put it out there. So, I mean, it is available at the usual suspects, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million and Amazon. But I also knew that the conservative marketplace, they don't want to give money to the Amazon Washington Post. They don't want to do that, understandably, because they see what is the agenda behind some of those things. So I also made it available on my own website, which is just donjr.com, D-O-N-J-R.com. And what's amazing, Newt, is, you know, this is a small website I put up for this purpose. When I compare it to Amazon, I'm moving 40% of the volume I'm moving on Amazon on this little website because conservatives would rather not give the money to Jeff Bezos or the tech giants in California that don't share any of their beliefs. So it was one of those things that was really surprising to me because I was like, okay, if we move something here, you know, you could get the autographed copies there and stuff like that as well because I have a little bit more flexibility than I did in trusting any of those things to a publisher and or the social media masters from Silicon Valley. So I was amazed that it worked. And it's a cool thing because I sort of feel like I was number one in politics on Amazon yesterday, but I'm moving 40% of the stuff on my own website, which I'm not getting credit for there. So I think there's a, a lot of demand for this book. And I think it's also going to send you know, a shot across the bow to the publishing world who you saw an article in The Atlantic last month. Well, it's my obligation to try to censor conservative writers, conservative writers, as you know, because you're one of them. I mean, they've carried publishing forever. And yet it's one of those industries that's 99% leftist. They hate our thoughts. They hate our freedoms. They hate everything about conservatives. And yet the conservatives get an upfront that is subsidizing the sales, you know, from yourself, from Bill O'Reilly are literally subsidizing a bunch of leftist authors cranking out books that no one's reading. I mean, conservative books sell. People get it. They understand it. They buy them. But the conservatives have been subsidizing and creating a platform to push the leftist nonsense for too long. I just said, hey, I don't need to be a part of it. I think I can move enough stuff on my own to make it worth my while, not be subsidizing the left, not be subsidizing an industry that hates my guts, that hates everything I stand for, for the most part. I mean, I did have a great relationship with a shed who published Triggered and stuff like that, but I'm looking at the articles that come out from the publishing industry, basically saying it's their obligation 
to mute, to break up, to destroy conservative free speech and not allow people to get it out there in that world. So I figured if I do this, it may open up the window for a lot of other conservative authors that have the ability to move books to do it in a different way. It's probably net beneficial to them in the long run. Takes a little bit more work, but I'm an entrepreneurial kind of guy and I'm willing to do that. So it it was really cool. But yes, for those of you who don't want to go on Amazon, you can go on donjr.com and you can buy it. I want to encourage everybody to go to donjr.com. This is a book that you can use to help win the argument with your friends and neighbors over the next two months. This is, I think, far and away the most important election since Lincoln's re-election in 1864. It's desperately important that every American understand the kind of key points that Don Jr. is making. And I just want to say, Don, I'm really delighted that you'd come and do this. And I really appreciate all the things you're doing on the campaign trail. And I believe you're going to be part of an amazingly historically successful team come this November. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to seeing you soon. And thanks for all the work that you're doing out there as well. I mean, it's great to be with some of the warriors. And so you are certainly one of them. Thank you to my guest, Donald Trump Jr. His book, Liberal Privilege, Joe Biden and the Democrats' Defense of the Indefensible, is available for order today on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers, and our producer is Garnsey Sloan. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. Please email me with your questions at gingrich360.com slash questions. I'll answer them in future episodes. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. On the next episode of Newt's World, we are on the verge of developing a COVID-19 vaccine. I am joined by the Chief Medical Officer for Moderna, Dr. Talzax, who will provide an update on their phase three vaccine trials and how we can expect life to change once the vaccine is approved. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio Music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.